State for two years and then left on silly terms. Went to Temple for two years um, and then I took about two years off of gymnastics. I graduated during COVID, so I needed time to heal and you know figure out who I was and what I was doing with my life. Obviously, now that I'm better, I came back to gymnastics and I am coaching at UNH now. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> I was, I went to RGA um, for how long? Gosh. What's five to, when did I graduate? 18? What is that? I didn't count the year. Eight plus four. three? Hmm? <laughs> what are you, wait, eight plus three? Why didn't I? Well, because five, eight, five, <laughs> What is this math? Five to, where did we get five from? Because you started Because it's sort of. And then five to ten is five. five to ten. Wait, no, that's eight. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a mathematician. I'm I was homeschooled, so. So what I decided that was thirteen years, um, and then I went to UNH for a year, did gymnastics there, and then automatically retired after my freshman year there. Um, transitioned into the role of student coach for the team. And then, actually, the last couple months, I transitioned into assistant coach for the team where I'm working with Jazzy, so... <laughs> Wait, that's so, not exciting. Yeah. That's that, real. It's so weird. I just changed my bio the other day. <laughs> assistant coach. Period. Period. Yeah. Wait, so, I didn't take time away from gymnastics. I found it easier to be in the gym and be around the sport, just because it was so hard to not be around the sport, or at least I thought it would be. I actually never did it, so... Well, I think, too, though, like, I had to take time away because I graduated during COVID. So, like... Yeah, that's true. I wasn't allowed to be mm -hmm. in the gym. I wasn't allowed to coach. Like, I was home. And yeah. so, like, I had to figure out how to be a person without it. Yeah. And, like, not by choice. I was forced into that, but I think, mm -hmm. like... I don't know if I would have taken time away if I wasn't forced to. But I think that ended up being the best bet. Like, the best case scenario Yeah, that for was me. a blessing in disguise Yeah. I think, I think at the time I didn't seem like it, but like, I definitely needed it. But yeah, we're super excited. I think the biggest thing that we want to give to you guys is just a space to feel your feelings and be okay with the fact that you're not an athlete anymore. Or if you are a D1 athlete, maybe give you some tools um, just on how to deal with that and deal with losing your sport. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to navigate. I think while you're in the sport, mm -hmm. realizing that you have... An identity outside of it and then once you're done it really hits you very hard yeah. and I, I know for like gymnasts specifically because I know this is we're trying to make this for all athletes mm -hmm. but I think for gymnasts specifically we're in the gym so much like you yeah, practice life. all day long yeah but then to like not have it you're like lost I don't know about like soccer players I feel like they only practice like two hours a day so it might not be as bad if you're a soccer player I'm so sorry she doesn't know <laughs> 
Can you cut some slack, please? No, I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's no, as bad. But, yeah. But, I mean, it's, you're not, it's four or five hours a day in the gym. Like, you're there forever. Every single day. So I think it's like, it probably still affects you guys. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm more so just saying that I think when we're talking from experience, it's from a gymnastics mm-hmm. point of view and not every single sport, obviously, because we only did gymnastics. <laughs> we're only we only had time for gymnastics. Yeah. So. I think that's the main goal, and I, I think we're just going to kind of chat, maybe talk about experiences, mm-hmm. past trauma, maybe just like, just different things, but I think that it's it's nice to know that you're not alone. Um, you can relate to yeah. other people who went through the same thing that you did, and understand that you're not the only person who's going through it. And I think ultimately we want to make a community out of this, and like have you guys, yeah. you know, trust us, we trust you, we can talk, ask questions, all those things, and make this just kind of a fun and safe space. Um, to feel yeah. we weren't given that in gymnastics so i was kind of a mean person but can you elaborate on that well i think like i had a lot of emotions that i just had held in because as a gymnast at my club gym specifically you don't feel the things like you don't cry mm-hmm. you don't express how you're feeling they yep. tell you yes i mean they tell you something you say yes like there mm-hmm. is no like space you're a robot yeah and i think for so long i just had pushed all my stuff down yeah and it was only gymnastics, and so mm-hmm. I didn't know how to deal with anything. The moment someone would say something that was, like, annoying to me, I would pop off because, like, my, my all my emotions were up to here. Mm-hmm. So any little thing set me off, like, all the time. And so I think taking a step back, I had to really deal with that. Mm-hmm. So that I had the space to feel for people and have empathy and understand why they're going through something and all that stuff. I just didn't have room for it, mm-hmm. I think, at the time. See, so, yeah, I was the opposite. Like, when I... Explain to me. Give me a scenario. Okay. Like, in gymnastics or outside of gymnastics? Both. Okay. Well, in gymnastics, I'm getting yelled at. Like, I'm I'm, I'm not speaking. Oh, yes. I'm going to stand there. And then when someone comes to talk to me after, like, I'm not going to talk about it. Yes. And then when I go home, like, I don't want to speak to anyone for three to five business, business days. So yeah. I'm good. I'm going to be quiet. So I guess it's the same, though, like, outside yeah. of gymnastics. Oh, uh, I don't know, though. Outside of gymnastics, it translated into, like, a different... Like, a like, if someone is to get... Like, say, like, you and I are, like, in an argument, right? Mm-hmm. And you start yelling at me. I'm not yelling back. I'm silent now. I'm not going to speak again. Right? I feel like I used to be like that. Now I'm very much confrontational. Mm-hmm. Like, in gymnastics, I'm, I was like that, too. I was very much a robot. But only mm-hmm. because, like, I like I wanted to be good. And, like, in my head, I just thought, like, That's what you were good. saying... It makes me good. Like, you're yelling at me, I have to take it. And if I cry or talk back, like, I'm bad. Or or I'm weak. Or I'm weak. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have to, like, just take it and be okay and do my gymnastics. And it got to the point, though, I really wouldn't talk at all. Like, my mom, my mom used to make me write in a journal every night. I swear. I'd leave it there, and she would, like, respond to me in a journal. Because, like, I couldn't express, like, any sort of emotions or feelings. I wrote it in a journal, and she responded. Is that, am I alright? Right. Okay, well, my mom ambushed me in trouble therapy, so. <laughs> mom, oh if you're watching this, shout out because that was a great use of therapy. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a whole other conversation is therapy. therapy. Yeah. Like, I think personally, I think everybody should be in therapy. Well, I think, like, you have to want to go to therapy, though, too, to, like, get anything from You have to buy it. You have, you, yeah. yeah. Like, I could go talk to somebody all day long, and, like, I'm not getting anything from I did that. that for three years. Yeah. I'd speak to you, and then I, I would leave, and I'd be like, okay, I okay, literally okay. don't care what you're saying to me. <laughs> I think for athletes, so. specifically, it's hard to go get help because we don't see something wrong all the time. Yeah. 
we think that's just how it's supposed to be. Like, that life is supposed to be that way. We're supposed to be getting out. That we're supposed to <laughs> think yes. this way. We're supposed to think we're yes. not good enough. We're supposed to think that we're, we're supposed not to shut up and take it. And, like, in, like, some cases, I guess, like, yeah. If you have a boss, like, yeah, he's going to tell you what to do. Like, you kind of have to say yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, to an extent. And I feel mm-hmm. like gymnastics, like, really, really pushed that extent. Like, the boundary. it went way too much. Yeah. When it should have just been, like, do your assignment. Okay. Not the extra stuff. Yeah. Not the you're stupid and ugly and... <laughs> the verbal and emotional and the and mental abuse. abuse. Yeah, that yeah. part. Yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm on the same page. Cool. Let's let's talk about some topics that we want to that we want to <laughs> touch on. I talked about this one the first time I ran this, and I like the thought of like perfectionism and like being mm. perfectionist. I think that's a good topic. You said self worth. Self worth, body image. I think those two kind of go, go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And you were obviously going to talk about God. Yeah. I think he helped us both through yeah. this time, so I think that's something definitely. we definitely want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really big piece of it, mm-hmm. honestly. But I think it's like also finding your worth in something else and like knowing like how loved you are. Yeah. We could go into it so deep, but like. We will go into it so deep. We will go into it so deep. <laughs> but I think that helped a lot. Like, mm-hmm. what song? There's a song, a Jesus song. Gyro, I think, in the beginning says, like, it doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. And, like, it's a great line, actually. Out of 10. 10. Out of 10. It was never that deep. It was never that deep. <laughs> but, like, we think it is. I think, like, forming routines and stuff and, like, structuring our lives is a good topic mm-hmm. to talk about because I think we were told how to do that for so long that, like, how do you do it's it by yourself? It's really hard. Oh. <laughs> I think, especially the transition from club to college. Mm-hmm. Because that lifestyle is just so different and like like outside of your routine too. Yeah. Like you need to know you don't have the same support system mm-hmm. as before. So oh, finding things you love that aren't your sport too. Like I could make a routine out of my day, but like if I'm not doing stuff that I enjoy, it's just gonna be like boring. Well yeah, and if it's all centered around your sport, mm-hmm. like, okay, well I have to go to class, but I have to get a good GPA because I'm in this sport. Okay, now I have to go lift, but I have to follow this plan because I'm in my sport. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I have to go to practice. Now I have to go to the dining hall, but I have to feel myself because I'm in this sport. Oh, I have to go to sleep, <laughs> but I have to get enough hours of rest because, oh, Wait, I have to yeah, practice. Right. So, like, literally your whole entire day <laughs> goes Wait, back to that. And it's like, when you're done, then what? What do you do? Like, then what? Literally, what do you do? That's a good one, I think. Working out is a good topic to talk about. I know yeah. for me in the gym, it's either a thousand percent or not in there at all. Like I'm in the gym killing myself mm-hmm. because I feel like it has to be better. Yes. Or I like am not going for weeks yeah. because I like am dreading. Or you know? or even like you can go work out and you don't have to be sore after. Like you don't have to. You don't have to sweat your balls off when you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can get like a nice, like walking is exercise. Yeah. And I don't think stuff like that is... Yeah. That was not... I know when I was done with gymnastics, I was like, okay, I have to run every day, plus do stairs, plus weight lift, plus I have to be there for two hours. Like, yeah. It's no, that's not... It was never that deep. That one. And fueling your body is a good one. I think that goes yeah. also back to, like, body image, self-worth. All those things, I think, kind of go together with, like, eating. <laughs> Which is a hard one. I had to learn that one because... I wouldn't eat breakfast for the longest time, and I couldn't figure out why. Went to therapy, broke it down, we talked about my experiences. We used to get weighed in the morning. Yeah. I can't eat breakfast if I'm getting weighed in the morning. Yeah. 
So, like, I, I really, was, like, yeah. conditioned to, like, not do it. And, like, I'm forcing myself now, like, take a granola bar. Yes. Take some yogurt. Something. Something. I just, I didn't know how to feel my body yeah. about gymnastics. I was like, I'm not burning 10,000 calories a day. Right. So, that's a whole day. Now, so now I can't eat. Yeah. So I stopped eating. Yeah. And that's a whole other story. That well, was, that was the worst. That was bad, but. That and the narrative around food in sports is just wrong anyways. Can't eat carbs. Can't eat this. Can't yes. eat that. Don't have bread. Don't have this. Don't have that. Yes. And I think what sometimes when like you're told no so many times, you just think. Nothing. Okay, never mind. Mm -hmm. I can't have anything. Because bread says no, pasta says no, yeah. this says no. Too many greens are going to blow you. Blow too. you like, 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 no, like everything. Like I'm trying to be healthy and it's wrong. But then that, it's all full circle because that goes back to perfectionism. Yeah. I have to have a perfect body. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Talk to her. <laughs> I have to have a perfect body. How can I do that when I can't eat carbs? I can't eat dairy. I can't eat pasta. I don't That's know how to work out by myself. I yes. I don't. What are we doing? Yes. I don't know how to have a routine. Like, everything, everything breaks down. And it's like... It does. Yeah, you're not an athlete anymore and your whole life goes to... Beep. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to something. It might have been a podcast. I don't know. But they were talking about, like... There's often so many branches and issues that we could fix. And, like, you know, we're not eating. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. We can't do this. Whatever. But, like, until we get to the root of what the actual problem is, we're never going to solve anything. And, like, I think for a lot of people, we have so many emotions and just a lot of feelings from gymnastics and maybe yeah. negative feelings about ourselves, about whatever. And I feel like that's the root. And yes. then from there, it's like, we want a perfect body because we feel like we're not good enough. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to eat because we feel like we're too big. Back to the root of, like, us not yes. loving ourselves for real. Yeah. Well, because it's ingrained in your brain yeah. for how many years? 17? About that. Thirteen, you said. Oh wait. But then, like, college. College. <laughs> okay, no, I guess not for me. Fourteen for me. But like, that's still more than enough time. So, yeah. For it to stick. <laughs> I mean, twenty-one days is a habit, so now I have like. <laughs> you have a lot of habits. No, I have a lot of habits. <laughs> oh shoot. No, but literally. But I think that's the thing too is that we don't give ourselves enough grace to feel those feelings because we think we shouldn't feel that way. We shouldn't be so mean to ourselves. Yeah. Okay, but like for. 15, 16, 17 years you were told you weren't good enough. And you can't feel that way. And you you can't were cry. judged based mm -hmm. on your body shape and th your routine being not perfect. You were literally told you're not good enough over and over and over again. Obviously you're going to believe it. Yes. And then every winter season you have to put on a leotard and go on a balance beam in front of a panel of judges. I personally personally I'm going to have body image issues. <laughs> me personally? That's going to affect me longer. So I wrote this the last time I did the podcast, and it was a home run for most people, so I wanted to read it again. Um, but I said, everything is a learning experience. You really can either take the situation you're in and look at it a few different ways. The first way is as a loss. You can sit at home, complain, be miserable, think about how you no longer have the sport that you love. The second way is to completely avoid it. You can completely ignore that it never that it ever happened. You can constantly run from your past and never really deal with the feelings that you were feeling and the trauma that you maybe dealt or felt. The third way is to look at it as a new opportunity. You can take everything you gain from your sport, every lesson learned, positive or negative, and use it to your advantage. I think sometimes the idea that we can't do our sport anymore gets so overwhelming that we actually forget how much the sport gave to us. <laughs> that's, a, that's great. <laughs> it's a banger. Wow. But I, think, but I think it kind of just touches a little bit on like, we're all gonna take the situation differently and we're all gonna kind of like deal with it in our own way. Mm -hmm. 
that doesn't mean that we don't all feel similar things or like that we are and all going through something and I think like some people lead gymnastics and they live their best lives and they go do this and they don't even care they don't miss it and then, I don't know for me personally it hurt it sucked yeah. you know like I was really struggling and I think for that first year I was avoiding those feelings I was avoiding even dealing with it like I shouldn't be this upset about not being a gymnast I should yeah. just move on with my life and like, yeah. I couldn't get both there. of us like we were cut short in different, yep. which is interesting. And you were cut short because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And that was out of the blue. Yeah. And I was cut short because of an injury, which, like... Wasn't out of the blue. But wasn't out of the blue, blue but it, Yes. So, I mean, we can both kind of relate on that aspect of, like, we weren't expecting it to be done when it was. That's facts. And it but sucks. I, but I think that's why, like, I think we talked to the girls about this also a lot. Mm-hmm making the most of every single day yes like show up be intentional be here and happy for like what you have because Mm -hmm. it could be done in an instant like that i never touched the equipment again like yeah the world shut down what Mm -hmm. what pandemic what are we for real you have to be joking (laughs) like hear that what was that like i was at practice and you canceled it what we canceled the meet you're a liar hi guys you actually have to go home and you're never coming back never You'll never come back here. Okay. Oh. Bye. <laughs> me, me, me. Like, what? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> like, no, actually, what is that? Thank yeah, you. That's crazy. Thank you for that. Just ruined my life. But not actually. Back to what we were saying earlier, like, COVID happening mm-hmm. forced me to step away from the sport that I literally only ever knew. Like, the only thing I knew, I had to be away from it. So I had to figure something else. <laughs> God does everything for a reason. Facts. You think about it. If I hadn't stopped gymnastics then, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have stepped into a new role. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have stepped into this role where I am mm-hmm. now. And somewhere in the midst of that, randomly, I was taught, I was meeting with my advisor, picking classes for the next semester. It was like after my sophomore year. And she was like, you can graduate early. Like, did you know that? And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, I'm going to be here anyways. Why would I do that? Right. And then I called my dad and he was like, you're going to be here anyways. Why would, why wouldn't you do that? Right. So it's just funny how everything like clicked together mm-hmm. yeah. to work out this way. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I look back on it and I'm like, that it happened for a reason. This is where you should be. This is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So... And I guess you can bring you can bring God into it there because mm-hmm. at the time I was like, why? Like, why? I hate this. I think sometimes we say these prayers and we're like, God, like, what's your like? Show me your plan or like, let my life play out the way you envision, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we have our own plan in our head, so we're like, okay, God, can you do something for me? But like, we want it to be this certain thing. Yes. Like, okay, but I want to be a gymnast forever. Okay. Yes. Like. Yes. And I think sometimes what we pray for doesn't play out the way we planned it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it's a negative thing. Yes. Like, sometimes it's so much better than we had even yeah. planned. Because, like, yes. it was his plan yes. <laughs> the whole time. Yes. The whole time. He knew it was going to happen. And, like, yeah. we were like, I want to be a gymnast until I'm 26. Grow up. <laughs> He's like, are you, Are you kidding? I, I created to... this entire universe. You want to be a gymnast? You want to be a gymnastics? <laughs> He's like, go do something else. Are you fine? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you want to put a leotard on so bad. For what? You don't even like your body. 
don't want to hear that again. I'm sick of it. But for you, I'm gonna listen to I'm it. I'm listen for a second. Period. Love you. I'm listen for a second. First, yeah. But, well, because then he had like, I, I said it already. He had to take gymnastics away from me mm-hmm. so quickly for me to walk away and like be better for it. Mm-hmm. If it was just regular graduating, I might have tried to stay around. Yeah. I honestly believe that if I would have stayed for that whole COVID, I would have gone directly into coaching. And I don't think that emotionally I was in a place to be the best coach I could yeah. be. I don't believe And that. I think, too, if you, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, if you hadn't, if you had finished out the season, you wouldn't have been so grateful for it. Yeah. I don't think you would have realized how much you love the sport mm-hmm. because I it was agree. taken from you. No, I agree. Well, actually, low-key, I, I was grateful for it already because I got my scholarship pulled at Utah State. True. So, it lo- I low-key You already lo- thought it was good. I be. lost it already. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, bet. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> nice. This is awesome. I'm a sophomore. Yeah. Like, at least it was my senior year when I lost it to COVID. And, yeah, like, I was going to graduate true. in a couple months. That's fine. When I was a sophomore, I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. I'm really done mid-year, mid, mid-career. mid That's great. <laughs> so can you talk about that a little bit more? Like, where your head was at when that happened? Getting my scholarship ball? Yeah. I, like, what feelings surrounded it? That was the worst experience of my whole entire life. Okay, follow... Us both on TikTok, all our, I mean, you can follow us both on Instagram and our More Than a Metal podcast page, and subscribe to us on YouTube, please, and thank you.